Hi, Lista. Hi. Are we ready to start this? Yes. Right. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about talking about this season. Oh, interesting. I okay. <laughs> oh, I, I'm intrigued. We haven't really talked anything beforehand, so I know. I usually text you while I'm watching, but this time I was like, no, I'm gonna save it all for the pod. Okay, cool. Because I okay, I'm I'm intrigued then. Um, <laughs> let's just say that. All right. So I'm Gabby. I'm Liska. And this is Cries in Norwegian. Yeah, the podcast about scam and all of its parallel universes. Exactly right. And today we are going. I just realized exactly right is the is like the my favorite murder network podcast um, network. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> free publicity for them right there. Today we're traveling back to Italia, Italy, which we haven't done in a very long time. Yeah. Ciao. And, <laughs> ciao. Buongiorno. Come stai? Uh, let me see. Was there anything that I wanted to update on? I mean, if anyone cares, my Julian the Phantoms love is still strong. Oh. Uh, the algorithm, the YouTube algorithm the other day was like, do you want to watch a voice coach comment on every single Julian the Phantoms song? And I was like, I do. Why, yes. Thank you, YouTube algorithm. <laughs> All right, I've been I've been getting YouTube algorithm suggestions of voice coaches commenting on the Wellerman song because apparently <laughs> my YouTube knows me very well. Uh, yeah, and then and then again, if anyone cares, I'm finally watching Black Sails, and it's everything I want it to be and more. Oh uh, yeah, how far are you? You mentioned you're watching it. We finished season three two night two days ago, so we're about to start the final season. I'm excited and I'm sad. My mom has already finished it because she was like, you guys are too slow. <laughs> so recommendation, in other words. I do recommend it. Like it, it's funny because it has such a sort of like the people who love it, love it so passionately. And I think it makes sense. Mm. Uh, there's like, like, okay. So, so, so a little bit of a background very quickly because I don't want to waste too much time on this. But the reason I didn't want to watch Black Sails when it came out and I assume you had a similar reaction, it was like on stars and it was in the height of this like um, sort of like anti-hero mm-hmm. craze, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think the this first season has certain flaws in that it definitely is more that, that than any other season, right? Uh, so it's like, here are these bad men doing bad things. Although I would say even then, like there's their shades, like no one is good or no one is bad, but everyone is interesting. Well, that's a good, I mean, that's basically the best you can say. I think it's like and a really then, compliment. And then the other part that I know a lot of people stopped, including originally my cousin who I'm watching it with now, was the rape. But right. but the rapes, apart from that first season, is we don't you don't really get that anymore. Like, I think they learned. I actually saw a document on Archive that was like, how to watch uh, Black Sales without all the rapey bits. And it was like time right. codes. Uh, yeah, and then and then I think after that it becomes a much more mature show in some ways. Mm, uh, okay. Yeah, that's basically like you nailed what I had always kind of thought of it or what I knew about it and why I didn't want to watch it initially was like it just seemed so grim and like almost like <laughs> masturbatorily. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You know? But the but there was there were people whose opinions I trusted even if I didn't know them, but like online and like who like loved it passionately. I was like, okay, there has to be something here. (laughs) Yeah, after a while, I got the impression it must have gotten better or changed at least because it got this kind of very passionate following. Yeah. Um, It is on my list though. I 
like never get through my list. I'm still on Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's okay. The, my list is long too. Like the other yeah. fr- the other day, my friend was like, "Here's where you should watch this and this and this and this." And I was like, "Look, <laughs> I don't know about those. I'll let you know. They're on the list, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get one, there." One one was really funny. Like Amazon just acquired, I think, Flack, which is this Anna Paquin show where she is basically a fixer, like like uh, Olivia Pope in Scandal. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, that was originally a BBC America show. And the reason that I know that it's a BBC America show is because when I was watching the final season of Orphan Black, it was the only, I watched it all online on the BBC app or whatever, BBC America app, and it was the only freaking commercial they put on. So I was like, I'm never watching Flack because it gave me PTSD. And I've seen I don't know why they do that. Like anytime <laughs> a product or a show over like pumps it's uh, it's pr- marketing I'm just like I'm never gonna use this or yeah, watch and it then, and then the funniest thing was that her response was like yeah okay I understand <laughs> <laughs> okay. and then other than that so in the world of scam yeah we have a couple of remakes that are airing new seasons I don't want to talk about them too much because we're probably gonna post this in like two months <laughs> As is our habit. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, Scam Friends and Druk have seasons on right now. I've sort of been staying away from the Druk tack because it's towards the end of the season. So we're, we basically have reached our low point. And people are just being really highly critical in ways that I don't think are fair. So I think once the whole season mm-hmm. is out, uh, we'll have a better picture of what worked and what didn't. Like there was one criticism today where they were like, oh, they're trying to do too much because this and this and this and this and this storyline don't add up. And I was like, yes, they do. They're all about the fact that she has an undiagnosed learning disability. And this is why she she's doing badly with her girlfriend. She's doing badly in school. She's doing badly with her friends. She's doing badly at work. All of those things literally are linked together because right. of what her shame is. She thinks she's stupid and like, I believe people have kind of diagnosed her online because we've seen the symptoms like she gets lost. She confuses numbers. Like all of these things are specific. And so this, I think yesterday was the first time where she started to think, okay, maybe there, maybe I am not stupid and there is something wrong with me. And that's where I think the season is going to end up going. But I was like, how can you not see that all of these are going to come together? Not that the season is perfect. It's not perfect. But that one in particular, I was like, okay, I'm staying away until like maybe next week. I can't. Yeah. That's the dark side of fandom and, or, or more specifically like instant reactions. Yeah. Intense reactions. Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, there's, there's sometimes like a detriment to watching it in this format where you can't see the picture of the thing as a whole. Right. Um, and sometimes you're not even thinking in episodes, right? Because it's like clip to clip. So it's really, yeah. Hard. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, with Scam, it's even more pronounced. Um, what about Friends? Uh, I haven't seen anything for Friends. Uh, I'm not going to judge anything about it because I really am pretty much unconnected from it so far. So yeah, we'll get there when we get there. All right. No so. so should we go to Italy? Yeah, let's go to Italy. First things first. This was airing during the the height of the remakes when there was like like I think there's seven remakes at the same time, mm-hmm. and and a lot of them were season like what were the Norhelm season. So I dropped out halfway through. I ha- I'd only seen into episode four. So okay, so that was my question for you. How much of this had you seen? I wasn't sure if you had seen any until episode four. So like when he like serenades her. I think that was the last thing. Right. Right. Okay. Like she spends 
the night at his place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene. I mean, that moment. Yeah. All right. So here's here's my thing about this season. Okay, tell me. Um, I can list off in the very beginning the like eight or nine things that I liked about it and they're all pretty small and then I feel like I'm going to spend a lot of time hating on stuff after and I feel really about that bad about that like I hate being a hater but this is truly I think the first season of a scam of any scam that I was like this is just not well made interesting and okay no keep going keep going well I was gonna say like it got to a point where I started off really positive and, you know, I can talk about that. I don't remember exactly what point where I was like, why is this not working for me? What's wrong with this? And then it just kept getting like progressively more noticeable to the point where I was like, I could go scene by scene and talk about what I think are choice, like mistakes they make in choices, both like mostly directing, I think, uh, and as consequence acting choices, but, but some of it is, is in the writing as well. Um, to the point where I looked up who, like who was in charge of this season and it is the same showrunner who did the all the others one two and four mm-hmm. however uh the writer there were two writers credited and a director and yeah they, I, all three of them only did this season I was gonna say I remember that something about because I might be misremembering because it's been so long and because maybe it's only the people that I'm following but like I feel like this is a the Talia fandom to me feels particularly dead uh, compared to others uh, obviously part of it is because there's nothing airing currently right and because of it was officially canceled right yeah yeah, yeah. And, i mean yes, i don't know if it's officially actually but we haven't heard anything in a year so okay okay and so like i feel like all the knowledge that i had has been sort of lost but i do remember my feeling my feeling is that season three season two and three were uh filmed pretty uh consecutively and so the after so so they had to split certain aspects of it um just like logistically because it, it was like impossible for for him to do both things like does that make sense yes uh, uh him being the, the director showrunner whose name i can't remember oh, okay yes like, okay yeah. uh yes, you know. ludo i think yeah right ludo. yeah ludovico something Getty or something yeah exactly yeah um so yes he uh, he directed Free Season 1, 2, and 4, I think, but not 3. Yeah, that's what I thought. It is so, oh, so, so, so. I mean, I don't know about Season 4, but man, it is so, it, I think it particularly started to hurt after a while because I freaking love the first two seasons so much, especially in their aesthetic and directing. And so to see it not done as well, like this kind of pale imitation really started to hurt for me. So I try not to be too negative, <laughs> but, um, but I do have uh I do have like arguments to back up my thoughts it's not just just, like well I was gonna say that I was kind of intrigued to talk to you about this because I guess I don't feel that strongly about it as a whole like so I I was like this feels to me like a perfectly adequate remake that isn't trying too hard to break the mold maybe maybe like break a couple like fix fix a couple of the things right right right. Um, but especially now that I think I have seen so many distinct versions of season three not necessarily that I love sorry season two the Norham season necessarily the, the that I love all of them but that have like a very specific voice and tone then I kind of see the lackness of this here and as much as I like because I like them 
I don't think that Eleonora is the strongest actress to have like a whole season on. And maybe that's the directing. Maybe that's that's where that's coming from too. Yeah. Uh, but I, I found it a lot harder to sort of, uh, I guess, trace her arc. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Even I, though, I, even though I, I again, there's not, it's not that different from the OG, which is actually one of the criticisms of Scam Italia is that it doesn't take enough risk when it comes to um, the, the remaking stuff. And yet they get away with it because of the aesthetics. So yeah. it's like, yeah. uh, it's different enough and pretty, pretty enough to um it's enjoyable to watch and exactly. to that end I mean I don't disagree about your feeling of like I don't feel that strongly about it I guess I am a little incensed because I did love the first two at just the lack of quality of it but I don't like feel strong like I don't love it or I don't hate it I just think it's not a very well made season and it's interesting uh what you just said is like exactly exactly sums up I think how I feel about it and it's I just as you were talking I realized I do remember the first moment where I just thought to myself oh something is off here I'm pretty sure this is the first moment it's when she's um it's the scene where she's about to go on her first date with Eduardo and uh Phil Filippo Fili Filo Filo comes in and um they have that conversation anyway the thing on her mirror the message that's taped up is love conquers all and I just remember oh. thinking why is that so like dull <clears throat> like it's such a <laughs> generic it does fit kind of the theme of their season but also their theme is like so empty <laughs> that I, it, I'm gonna be completely honest and I don't think I even noticed the theme because what I like about that scene is their dynamic so I think I just kind of like and I remembered that scene so I just kind of focused on that and like yeah uh, he and their dynamic is one of the like better is, the, is one of the things I did like about it I mean about the season as a whole to be fair, it's also written in Latin, I'm pretty sure. That's not even Italian. I think it's Latin. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I, so maybe that's why, you know, it just didn't, it didn't like draw your eye or whatever. But um, so that's, yeah. So I feel like that was, to me, I realized that's like the metaphor for the whole season uh, was that it's something that is kind of very like bold and flashy. Like it's a statement that, you know, it's like love conquers all but it's kind of also like well what do you mean by that like it's a, it's kind of an empty statement at the same time and mm -hmm. I feel like feel that way about the whole season so but yeah go on I I have I'm trying to be a professional quote unquote <laughs> you can't see that guy versus so I have a little bit of an outline that I'm trying to follow <laughs> nice you know you steer the ship in in that direction yeah. because my whole outline is like here are the eight things I like and then there's just a bunch of stuff I can talk about that I think are bad <laughs> So, uh, yeah. so like it was interesting because okay so I'll do my I think less critical overview of the aesthetic go for it you'll be the good cop in this time <laughs> um so it's on the one hand I think I get what you're saying because these like gel situation like here's here's my red here's my yellow here's my blue is not new for Italia but I was nope. so much more aware of it this yep. season um, yep. and I think it's it's fine as long, because I literally just had this class for the students, which was the other reason I was aware. So like, right. I'm, I'm trying to explain to fifth graders the importance of gels and for your story, right? So I think the problem here was that it, I, I felt like it wasn't, it was just like, it wasn't adding that much to the story itself, which is fine. It doesn't always have to add something to the story, but but th yeah, then, then I was just like, okay, you're just kind of doing this for the sake of this is what we do, right? Yeah, um, it's, 
it's okay. Like there's a, something to be said for pretty aesthetic that isn't like, like for example for me um i haven't rewatched it in a while but when i think of season two when nicolo and martino go away for the weekend i don't remember where it is that they go and and he has and and nicolo has his episode the room is red like the right that like i yes. remember it so distinctly and it's this yes. beautiful romantic moment but it also, I think, the sense of danger of like, okay. and it's and it's very beautifully done, and like it's stuck in my mind. Like I have not rewatched this probably since we talked about it. Like I don't know, two fucking years ago. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> whereas here, I'm like, I don't know. Edo really likes blue. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I again doesn't mean I lo- I hate all of it. I think it works at times. But for some reason, I was more aware, um, and I think. <laughs> that takes you out of the story when when you're like hyper aware of the stylistic choices um then you know that something isn't quite right I don't know oh totally yeah if you're yeah. thinking about the filmmaking you're you're out of it exactly. you're not connect yeah. you're not emotionally connecting with the story and that was like beginning to wear on me as I was watching uh I totally yeah I completely agree I have nothing really to add except maybe just to say that part of why I think it's more noticeable in this season or more like jarring or more not pleasant and as in is in previous two seasons is that it's just all the time it's not yeah. like yeah I think that was the problem you know like season one the image that sticks out in my head is that um that pool that they skateboard in right mm-hmm. and it's just this like stunning set piece and it has no I don't think it had well maybe if I went back and watched it I could find some sort of thematic value or something to it but to my memory it's just like a cool looking location and that's fine every once in a while, but when it's just like every scene is about like the cool thing that you can do, the rain, the gel, the the, the blown out lighting, whatever you're doing. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I was remembering about our joke about um, Scott and Italia is that it feels very film schooly. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, in here, and in here, I think I was like, yeah, for sure. You know what? I will definitely reference that because I thought there were a couple of scenes where I was like, this feels like a cycle films, like a scene in a cycle film. And for everyone who's outside of our AFI bubble, uh, Gabby and I went to the American Film Institute and the short film exercises that we do in our first year at school were called cycles. So this is like first year filmmaker stuff. And they were making mistakes where I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you just did this. But anyway, we'll get there. Um, uh yeah I mean stylistically yeah I think you kind of said everything there's to say about the style of it just being too much and co- trying to cover up for the fact that I think it's pretty substanceless otherwise mm-hmm. almost like a film student who doesn't know what the scene is about so he or she is uh you know throwing everything in the kitchen sink at it to try to make it look cool or interesting or just distracting uh yeah, yeah yeah fair enough fair enough yeah it was just like you're coming off a little strong Italia yeah. <laughs> that's a good putting it how about I can I use that to transition to directing yeah stuff okay so like I think one of the first things I noticed that started bugging me was were directing choices in the acting and I do really think this is an acting thing I mean sorry a director's direction as opposed to the actors themselves because I actually find the two main actors very compelling and there are moments where they seem to be more natural and coming through and those are fantastic mostly they happen in the last episode after like all the tension has been eased so it's a long wait for it um but so one of the first things I noticed was just how 
overacted everything was and is mm -hmm. like just oh everything's so overblown everything's so serious and dramatic and and you know over that, that leads a little bit to my on my note on episode 10 so not quite the end but like the one right before where uh -huh. I was like so when when Edo I like to call him Edo as, as if he's my friend and <laughs> and Eleonora are like having their big scene I was like okay this is both they're both they're 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 both the most rational like Norham in a lot of ways but then also the most dramatic and those two even in that scene I was like thank you for apologizing but then like yes but then, are you talking about yes I talk about that the, the one where she's like begging him to stay basically yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, and her he's, big like, he's like I just came here to apologize for what my brother did uh I should have thought about your feelings and I was like cool great he's like but now I must leave and never talk to you again <laughs> and then she's like before you leave tell me that um dobbiamo stare insieme which is the same thing he had said like uh two episodes ago yes and I was like okay like there's so many tonal shifts here that like I'm very like I, I I'm like I don't hate it but I'm like how can you be so like rational here are my feelings I am sorry but then also be like we need to be together forever <laughs> okay and I want to say and I'm gonna be fucking whatever racist or whatever the equivalent of that is in this episode and I don't even care anymore because I want to say like are we missing something like Italian culture especially Italian cinema is known for this kind of like dramatic drama like almost melodrama however I don't think that I I like a lot of that stuff I, you know I can watch it I enjoy it marriage Italian style is one of the best movies I've ever seen but like yeah uh this is like I don't well, know I think, I think at least my memory again I feel like I, I feel like this is all just making me be like oh yeah world cinema what is that it's been so long uh, <laughs> but my memory of even these uh very dramatic films is that there's also Italians are very funny too. Like there's, yes. there's still these moments and um, of like levity that sort of bring you down a little bit so that then that dramatic shift works. So you're not always here. Uh, you can kind of like go down a little bit and then go up again. Yes, um, you nailed it. And, a, and a, like, a, like a friend, like they love each other even when they fight. And this like didn't have that underlying feeling but yes the levity and like there's no humor which is why I see uh, episode 11 is the one where I was like finally you guys seem like human beings because yeah, yeah. they start joking around with each other a little bit um you yeah you totally like, like it's, it's why that scene for example I now I'm realizing how much I love season two because I keep referencing it's <laughs> like when uh when Nicolo shows up at at the cabin where all the boys are and he like like re he and Martino like get back together for the last time and then uh -huh. the next morning the rest of the contrabandieri are like outside like cleaning up and singing and then the boy like they join at the end yeah, and so yeah. it's like <laughs> no and I, I think it's exactly right that's that like human like humanizing bringing it down to earth like you said yeah. quality of like we're not always all at level 10 and like one one scene I wrote down as reference in this season was um the scene where it's the scene where Eva puts together that it's Nora, uh, Eleonora who was on the date with Eduardo. And she's so intense about it. She's like, it was you, it was you. And I'm like, in in every other version, well, I don't know if every, in every other version, but in other versions, I feel like it's a pretty lighthearted scene. Like there's I think, the reference to yeah, the I think girl. There, yeah, I was gonna say, I think there is always like an, an, an acknowledgement that this is bad, but like, like the famous one, it's Eva being like, 
Ooh, I feel like I've been Gossip Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's serious, but like they're freaking 16 years old. Well, pff, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tell so me. another really great example is like the slow-mo after the fight. This is the first time I've disliked a slow-mo in, in a scam history. <laughs> uh, when um, yeah. When, you know, when their boys are coming after they've yes. had their fight and, and yeah. it's just Oh, and the music is so overwrought. Or like when Eleanor, the music, I did not like the music. This is the first season I haven't liked music choices. Oh, wow. Um, neither the score nor the soundtrack. Um, but anyway, the, the scene where Eleonora is heading towards, I think she's, she's trying to get a hold of Eduardo to, it's so she's going to the party where she's going to run into Andrea, basically. Yeah. And it's so like a horror movie. The music sounded like- Oh, yeah. I actually- um, I started fast forwarding that scene. I did um, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm good. Uh, yes. I'm like, I my actually, God, don't telegraph it. Like, yeah. it's, she's not walking to like a ha- bloody death. You know what I mean? Like, like just anyway. Yeah. And other scenes also yeah, felt strangely played down. Like, uh, like other things that are usually much more emotional like even the scene you talked about earlier where she where they where she's like trying to get him to stay or even the one where she goes to tell him that nothing happened between her and uh Andrea like it's it's a there's like those scenes are so short and I was like they, I actually went back and watched the uh, OG scam last scene I didn't watch the whole thing just to see I was like there's they say more in these scenes than than like the five lines that they exchange here I also found out or I realized I'm pretty sure why I think OG scam this season is so long as we've commented um it's because they say a line and then there's 30 seconds of silence and then someone else says a line and then there's 30 (laughs) seconds it's so long I'm sure in context it's fine but like watching it out of context I was like what the hell yeah I was a little surprised by how how short some of these um, right episodes were, um, and I think at that point there were a little bit of budget concerns in terms of like mm. the money that they were actually being given by Tin Vision, which is why they don't have a great social media team, for example, like they don't have mm. one at all, um, yeah. and and why season four had to come from Netflix. Um, I think like already okay. by this season there were some okay. budgetary yeah. constraints. But I'm sort of like reading between the lines there. I don't have enough yeah. to, to confirm or deny. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's really interesting. I guess I'll, I'll just, I just wanted to say one thing because I think mm-hmm. it's something we've talked about before and it didn't bother us before as much. But yeah, it's the age thing. I was very much more, much more aware about how old everyone was here. Um, I think there was one other remake, and now I can think of which one it was, where France I was very aware. France, 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 France. France. yeah, 20s in France too, pretty much. Yeah, where we even talked about how like it it has a detriment on this on the story we're watching because the people seem to be acting like their actions are so much worse when you think about a 22, three year old doing it than like a 16, 17 year old, and so it does have some effect, and it was definitely true in this season. Yeah, I. I de- yeah, I don't know why. I was just much more aware of it. But it's one of those things where maybe it's what you're saying. Like, um, you don't see the flaw in something when you're enjoying it. But if if you're maybe not connecting with it as much, then you're like, oh, yeah. there it is. Oh, yeah, you just said. Totally. I think overall, like, for, for the way I would sum up the directing problem, besides the kind of what we've already said, which is like a lot of show and not a lot of substance, is that it also feels very disjointed episode to episode and scene to scene. Uh, um, 
and and it's hard to to pare down why this happened or what causes this effect. I think it's a lot of different small choices that add up to it. Um, so, but it almost feels like someone handed them a checklist of the story beats that they have to hit. And yeah. then they did, they made a story that hit all those story beats, but without the context or the work being put into fleshing out um, the character arcs and how those uh, inter, inter, you know, intersect with the themes and how that intersects with the, the plots. Off of, Cause I was editing our What the Fuck season, which I thought I, where I'm like gushing about how well they nailed that, uh, which is very hard. I mean, that's the number, I mean, that's what filmmaking is all about is nailing that, um, that, that convergence. And they did it so well. And then here they just seemed, it just seemed like they weren't even thinking about it. So, and it's tiny little things like, uh, like a very early one that I caught was Filippo, how does he jump to the conclusion that she's going on a date with Eduardo? Uh, he like walks in and he just like, and maybe in context of an earlier season, I, think, I would. I think, it, I actually think that one makes sense. And also all of, they always know, like they just always know, like the, 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 what's his name? The Eskild character. The Eskild characters always just kind of make an educated guess. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like uh, they're usually told. Well, I'm trying to remember how the scene of Eskild uh, actually plays out. Oh, I, I, I don't, okay, maybe, I don't know. Uh, see, I don't know. To me, to me, that one made sense. Um, Another one that's kind because, of different. I, because because remember, in this case, it's been a year, not like three months, right? And which so, always like, kind of makes it harder for me to understand. But go ahead. Wait, but yeah, go ahead. So like, I think like he lives. So the moments that she's had with him, like I think he's much more aware of the fact that right. he, he is that Eduardo is pursuing her, and they've had like moments. Right, right, right. Even though she was gone, yeah, yeah. Even though she was gone, she, maybe, maybe you can draw from sub, from content, from like subtext or whatever. But another example would be like a later in the season when it's Sana who figures out that. Um, well, so that, what's going so that kind of leads me to my to my next part. Do you want to talk about my next part, which is the girl squat? Uh sure. Well, I mean, unless there's something else. Well, you actually, want. this is kind of still more of a directing thing. Okay, go go go. go. So in that scene, it's Sana who, um, who, you know, who figures out that Eleonora is with Eduardo and it's kind of like, and that's how it happens, I think, in every version so far. It's Sana who figures it out. And it's just like, but in this version, I'm like, I don't care. I don't know anything about her relationship with Sana. I, like, why, what does it matter that it's her? What does, why does Eleonora, Eleonora then turn around and do what she does based on what Sana said? Like, it just doesn't feel, again, it feels like plot, you know, plot point 75 Sana figures it out okay check the box um I think that's what I was saying when I was saying like especially now having seen such distinct choices in the other remakes so like um yeah yeah this feels a little less uh, voiceless which yeah yeah you were saying yeah so like I might not agree with all of this Neloland choices but damn that they commit to them you know (laughs) same same (laughs) with Drew same with Drew like that's that's how I sort of see yeah. it and and I think there's something to admire about the boldness to whatever version you're trying like again in Druk which you you didn't love and I liked more than you did I like them because they're both fucking assholes like they are both fucking assholes and you know what yeah. they committed to <laughs> yeah no absolutely <laughs> I I didn't love but then at the same time I, I'm agreeing with you in that then 
even 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 something to dislike it's not strong enough like how my, how part of the reason why I don't love Grace is because to me her feminism feels like performative um like so you know completely yeah there's there's a lack yeah, yeah there's a lack of even something to really latch onto in terms of this is what I disliked at least for me that's why I was like sort of like meh about it so, right yeah, the Druk, though, the the Druk uh, take on this story was not one of my, it's probably, it's probably my least favorite. I would have to think about it, think back on the ones we've seen, but I, I did, I do respect it more than I do this one uh, <laughs> <laughs> because they did commit and yeah. you, know, you can like it or not, but they did something uh, <laughs> or like, or like another kind of like directing, which I think is like a purely directing issue. Okay, so there's a scene where and I, I, this happens, I, thought, I found this happening a lot. There's one that I particularly noted because it's what made me click in my mind of like, okay, that's what I'm missing here. It's the scene where she, they've just had the party that the police, you know, shut down. She spends the night with him. He serenades her. Mm -hmm. And then the next episode, I mean, yeah, the next episode, I guess, she's in a bathroom. So the scene is like this, the long shot on a bathroom. She's at the mirrors. She walks out, one take, she turns right and I know exactly she, what scene you're talking about yes go yeah. on and then like you hear his voice and she turns around and he's standing there uh leaning in the wall they proceed to have the conversation okay and I pause and I'm like what the fuck is happening in this scene like first of all why is the bathroom door open just so we can put a camera there why like why is he just standing there is he waiting for her does he know she is this a routine that, that she has? It had, did he like look in the women's bathroom and see her? And so, and then like, what is she doing? What, like, what was she doing in the bathroom? Like, there's something, okay. Okay. Was okay. So I was gonna say, that's not even what bothers me about that framing is that there's like a figure in the foreground. Okay, and then, oh, <laughs> getting to that. And then randomly halfway through the scene, as they're talking, it like cuts to this weirdly framed for like an, an adult, like a janitor or something yeah. or teacher. Yep in the foreground reading a newspaper and it's mind boggling. And then it just cuts back to them having a conversation. I was like, what was the point of that? Are they in trouble for being in the hallway? Is someone spying on them? Like, what is happening? And uh, it was hilarious. Actually, I mean, I, I'm sounding like I'm very like, bah, about it. I actually thought it was really funny though, certainly not good. Um, and I, that's when I was like, okay, what this is lacking is motivation, both for the characters and for the camera. And like, so to be like super fucking annoyingly film school about it, that's the, that's the scene where I was like, this feels like a cycle film scene where, you know, part of what you do as an actor and director to prepare is you create a sense of what the people were doing the moment before the camp, the, the sort of scene starts. Yeah. Uh, like, what is their motivation? What is they, they, these, they, in order to create the illusion that the characters exist in the world but even when we're not looking at them, it's like a certain level of preparation that has to be done. And that just feels like it wasn't done for this, nor was it done for the camera, which is why it randomly cuts to that. Yeah, to me, I wasn't, I wasn't that bothered because the idea of like just running into people outside a bathroom for some reason happens a lot in scam. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it does. And, and the, the, framing, the, framing did, the framing did take me out where I was like, okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a high school. You run in front of, uh, you run into your friends inside of classrooms all the time and outside of, uh, and outside of bathrooms. But I think that the, the action itself can happen. But to me, it was very staged and not believable. And it felt like so I could just hear someone off camera saying action and everyone kind of starting their, their scene. 
and before that they didn't exist and so yeah that is to me like that was sort of in my like descent into I really think this is poorly done so I was maybe hyper aware of these little errors and maybe I wouldn't think about them if otherwise I thought everything else was great but um they really stood out to me these kind of moments okay I was trying to make a point about bathroom aesthetics which was I just uh-huh. nothing to what you were doing but I just thought it would be amusing too um one of the jokes about about um Druk is that the whole I don't know if you remember the school but it's very colorless and like uh everything is like cement and whatever except the bathrooms in Berlin for some reason are so <laughs> colorful like they're all like this you see it yeah, they're like pink and pink. Yeah. And, yeah. and so like, this is like an ongoing joke and there's always also bathroom scenes, obviously. So yeah, so I was trying to find some of them to find <laughs> to show you. Um, and then I realized that our podcast Instagram was like following Zoe. So had to change that. Yeah, and now we need to come up with like the the, the thesis for the meaning of colors in bathrooms in Druk. Yeah. <laughs> like the locker. Just, yeah, just something to have in the back of your mind, you know, for right, right, right. when we get to, to there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny. Uh, okay, actually, you know what? I'm going to amend my order and I feel like we should just do like that relationship first, like Incantada. And like sort of talk about what works and doesn't work there um, with well, I have a question for you. Yeah. I mean, related to Incantada. Uh, mm-hmm. Does the name mean anything? It feels it sounds like a name that should mean something. Incanti. Well, that's his last name, Incanti, and her last name is Sava. So it's just there. But no, I just mean like I wonder if his name oh, Inca- it, it, uh, is in that enchantment in Encanto. <laughs> like Encanto is like um Yes, yes, it probably is. Yeah, I mean, I'm going from, I'm doing the thing I did in college where I use Spanish to pass my Italian class. Right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, enchantment. Because encanto. And so encanti is like plural. Yeah. Well, in English, it's enchantment. So it kind yeah. of sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and in Spanish, it's literally encanto. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. That's very funny to me. I hadn't, that was not the main question I was going to ask though. The sentence that he says to her that she then quotes back to him that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, um, what does it mean literally translated? Is it what the subtitles say? We need to be together. Yeah. Dobbiamo uh, stare insieme. Yeah. Okay. Because I was wondering if that was oh, like a translation. Or we, we should or we must be together. Okay. Because it's like. Must, I always feel like is a better choice of word there than need. There's something really off-putting to me about need. Like as if they, I don't know. I don't know. It's because just a, it's a very because thing. dovere, let's find dovere. Dovere. Does anyone here speaks Italian? I've always been told that I have a funny accent because of my Spanish. Yeah, it's like necessity, possibility, or wish. Like it, there's there's like a little bit like okay. Uh, okay, yeah, it's a more layered word than it is in English, which is what I was hoping because in on the face of it, I was like, Yeah, so that's what it's like we we must be together, we should be together, like, we right, need to like, be together, like, that you can, you, there's, like, certain shades there, I would say. Yeah, um, must is maybe getting a little bit closer to what I think it probably means in its spirit in, in the original. Um, okay, so that was my question, but yes, now we can talk about Incan, Incan, what's their Inca- ship name? Incantada. 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 Incantada, with a V. I, I, I'm very bad at saying Vs in English, just here. <laughs> Like, I don't hear the difference. Oh, Incantava, yes. Okay, yeah. but so uh, where does the Ava come from? 
her mm-hmm. last name, Eleonora oh. Sava. So it's both Sava. of those names. It actually took me a while to figure it out, to remember it, because like sometimes people just mush things together that don't make sense. Like for example, like Da Vinci is David and, wait, what was it? David and Matteo Florenzi. So it was like name and last name. Uh, So I was like, is it name or last name? Is it last name, last name? Is it name and name? Like, like Q2, Q2, Q, I don't know how to say Q, it's Q me and Fatu. Fato? Fato? I'm, no, I'm, I'm always saying it wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm going to remember how to say it. She's the I'm main. I'm sure we'll get a message about it. I've already um, said the dreaded D word too many times. <laughs> I, every, every single time anyone says her name, I'm like trying to pay attention. It's very it's very easy, but yet like if I'm not hearing it, I forget uh-huh. it for some, reason, for some reason. Anyway, like theirs is uh, Q2. Got it. German, by the way, because I'm a language nerd, I did look this up once. And so the American Foreign Service Department, like the people who train diplomats to go abroad, have a ranking for difficulty of languages. And I think Spanish, Italian, this is obviously for English speakers only. So like it's different for if your mother language is something else. But it's French, French, uh, Spanish, Italian, I think are all like all the Romance languages are number one. So they're kind of the easiest for English language, which makes sense because yeah, it makes sense. borrows yeah. a lot from them. But German, German is like the next category down. And I think it's like by itself in that category, like nothing else. Nothing else. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then it goes, I think the third level is like Eastern European languages, Russian, stuff like that. And then the hardest are obviously like Arabic, Chinese, Japanese, et cetera, um, for English speakers specifically. Okay, I don't know why this reminded me of this, but we had once said that there were rumors of a Peru version of scum. Whoa. And it is true, but also it's not because it's not, they didn't buy the rights. They couldn't get the rights. So it's like a student run remake oh that's fascinating and which, is it which is called, it's they released a teaser uh, i'll send it to you later <laughs> yes please do that's amazing so uh anyway i put how you say the 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 shipper name of the uh-huh, q2 yeah yeah q2 q2 i mean i don't know if that's how you say it but that's how it looks to me <laughs> yeah yeah so that's why people then do q2 but i was like no and they have beautiful names so like use them i don't know yeah 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 so i guess i would talk about eduardo first here's the things i like about eduardo his curls <laughs> i was about to say his hair okay is that called is that the meet me at mcdonald's haircut because i was crying laughing thinking about it is have it? You heard of it no <laughs> I only heard about it a couple recently, but I guess like the kids today or whatever have something what's called like meet me McDonald's. I don't know why it's called that. I I kind of don't even want to know because it's funnier without knowing, but it's that kind of like uh, cut short at the nape and then very long at the top. And I think usually curly. I mean, I, I, he's very pretty. Like there's like a lot of, (laughs) and and he's old enough that I don't care that I say that. (laughs) And then, um, I, I like, I mentioned it, some of the changes that they made to that letter later have, like, I like the attempt to be like, he never like embarrasses her in front of everyone. And he apologizes repeatedly for her brother and acknowledges that he didn't acknowledge her feelings, even though he does give himself time to be upset. So I like that. Yes, I, I, I agree with all of that. For the most part, I find him fine. Nothing like, but then I want to do like, I was going to tweet this the other day and I forgot. I was like, I would like for someone to be like, 
you should do a dis- dissertation about when you brought it up earlier. I was like, yes, my opportunity about the first date scene in all of the fucking Norhams because I, the content is never that different. And sometimes I want to like punch them. And sometimes I'm like, you're reasonable enough. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, and so I was like, why do I always have such completely different reactions? And and so like here they've set up sort of the same, the, the things that we've already don't particularly like where she's being blackmailed, quote unquote. Although again, it's been a year, so he's pretty patient about the whole thing. Yes, she was like <laughs> studying abroad for part of it, but whatever. And so like, I still don't love that. He is still kind of a jerk. So it's like, he's like, and, and the thing I think over and over again is that no one here is like, even, even Andrea, they don't seem like that big of, like they're not that big of an asshole. It's like they're jerks, but they're not like, the worst people ever and I actually yeah. want to talk about more about Andrea later because yeah was, yeah we'll get to him I was like I don't know how I feel about him uh yeah. but yeah I so I'm like overall I I was like yeah Eduardo seems fine so I noticed watching this time around I noticed there's a detail that very early on that sets me up for whether I'm gonna like him or not like him okay <laughs> especially in the first half of the season which is whether he gets out of the car when she comes for the date okay and in OG, he's, I believe, waiting in the car. Yeah, he's waiting in the car. And, and he, like, re- leans over and opens it. And in this one, he is as well. I don't think he even opens the door in this one. And um, and then in What the Fuck, he's waiting outside the car. And which one, what other ones have we seen of this season? I am blanking out now. We saw Netherlands, but I don't remember. I believe he was outside the car in that one as well. Yes, we did see it, but I don't, I can't I swear to you. I feel like, and Druk, does he even have a card? Don't they just like, I don't remember. Druk, I don't remember either. Jesus, I barely remember. Oh yeah, okay. I remember what he looks like. I, I don't know whether he did or didn't get out of the car. I suspect he did, but I actually, if I were to sub, uh, sub, subscribe an action based on what I think of the character, I would say he didn't, but I do think he does. <laughs> I have a weird feeling he does. Anyway, I'll have to go back and look at it. But I, I just noticed it in this one where I was like, immediately my back was up and I was like, mm, you can't even get out of your fucking car. What are you like raised by wolves? Uh- <laughs> well, I, I think, so I think like over and over, I would be like, he's a jerk. And then I'd be, well, it's not that big of a jerk. So like that, that's sort of like my thing the entire time. Like yeah. somehow he's not bad, that bad, but also not that. This is kind of like, yeah I mean that kind of lines up with what I was thinking where I was trying to at some point okay like OG scam really leans into this idea that he's a bad boy and with a heart of gold Mm -hmm. which she in theory brings out in him I would argue not always so successfully portrayed but fine like I get that's what they're going for and in turn she learns kind of not to judge people by their appearances like I mean she follows through on her on the message on her wall which is yeah. uh be kind be kind to everyone you don't know that the fight they're going through uh what the fuck it's fresh in my mind again because I'm editing it which will tell people it'll give people an idea of how long I've been sitting on this set thing I'm so sorry um <laughs> with deep with deep guilt um but but the point is, uh, yeah, they I, mean, guys, I there was a version where I talked a lot about Supernatural before the finale. And since then, we've had like another 55 like dramas <laughs> related to Supernatural, which will explain the mention of Supernatural in the episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> also, the mention of elections. <laughs> How long ago that was. Anyway, 
what the fuck leans into kind of like he's he's not really that much of a bad boy he's kind of like a scamp and like a playboy but yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's very lovable the whole time like he's so um so and her arc is more about trusting him and so it's a little bit different but like it's in the universe honestly I couldn't tell you what it is in Natalia well I was so I was trying to think about it as we were talking about it and sort of like because another one of the note I, those things that I noticed is like they gave him a bit of a tragic backstory because it's very clear early on that his mother has passed away right mm -hmm. but then they don't give him like this whole like uh his brother is a psychopath who like accidentally killed like their sister blah blah, blah. yeah he's like a more like garden variety psychopath who stole his ex-girlfriend or something and and then and he to me is as simply as he is misunderstood like that's it like there's not that much to there's it. not much that much more depth yeah, yeah. And, probably, and i think when what what he brings up himself in that fight that i keep bringing back um is that he's like well the reason that we don't work is because you don't trust me and, and I now think, i don't want to trust you yeah. yeah and i think there is some truth to that because i think that's ultimately what it is it's more about like perceptions being wrong in either way right so so but it's yeah but it's i think in a way in a way the argument seems to be that which is what i'm saying he was never that bad to begin with like right and i guess you i guess you have to like rely on him treating uh vilda uh sylvie badly sylvia yeah Sylvia. but it's been so long it's been a year that well, so the other me, part the audience exactly I don't well, care. And, and so to me, I think there was always an attempt, I might be misremembering, it's been so long. There was always an attempt to sort of hint at that because I remember, didn't he like give Eva a ride to school one time in season one? Oh yeah, that so sounds, like, yes, he did. So there was always this, I think, idea of like, he's he's not yeah. that bad. His, his, his attraction to her is genuine since early on. Look at him, like he's waited a year, blah, uh -huh. blah, blah, blah he's not really that bad. That's just the perception of other people. So they, don't, saying, they don't understand him and he doesn't correct them. Like, I don't know if that- Right. Yeah. Uh, I know, I think that's actually pretty accurate. Basically you're saying they've made him too good. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> a little bit, yes, a little bit, but in a way that like isn't interesting enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Isn't, just doesn't have enough depth behind it. And that's yeah. why I, and I, that's I, why I ultimately never really hate him. And I think you felt more strongly, but I didn't, like I was ultimately- No, I don't like, hate him at all. Yeah, I was like, they're cute. Like I was like episode, maybe episode, episode four, no episode three at the end, episode four or three already. I was like, they're cute. Like they're always smiling around each other. Like I don't see her struggle that much. Yeah. I, oh no, I, I think you're onto something with like why this whole thing doesn't work. On the other hand, I also just not that super invested in them either. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, they're fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make, yeah and so so I guess that brings me then to the other part which is Eleonora which is again and I it's funny because I remember part of part of me was like well I'm excited for their for their season because they're they're so beautiful right and so I wanted I was to really excited for this people, season, yeah. people fall in love um but then I've I never from our from I can't even remembering I've never loved her particularly like mm -hmm. I never felt super strong but, but I was waiting for her to like changed my mind here, right? Um, and I feel like she never completely did either. Uh, so again, I just don't feel that strongly ultimately. Right, right. Uh, 
about I her like actress a lot and and, and she though i will agree with beautiful you. Eyes. I, I liked her uh-huh beautiful eyes beautiful hair beautiful, beautiful eyes. oh beautiful woman all around um, very like uh, makes me want to watch her face yes. but yes which is like a very compelling trait for an actor yeah um, but i i mean i liked her i think more than you in the first couple of seasons i will agree though that she doesn't nothing there's nothing new or better about her this season like this is her season yes. this is where we're supposed to peel back the layers and see all the depth and she's kind of just like the same girl she was in the yeah, first yeah i think i think maybe that's it where i was like yeah that's that's ella and you haven't given me that much extra yeah. um in fact yeah. she's toned down in some ways uh where she is and so I think maybe that's where I'm reacting to in that by episode three I was like oh she likes him and she, she doesn't seem to be fighting it that much right <laughs> whereas Nora's a little petulant about it like right that's what I'm talking about with this like weird like too much drama in some ways and then like things that should be dramatic are not right well that I think that's what I meant where like they're very rational in a lot of ways and very dramatic <laughs> in <it at> <laughs> um yeah that scene so like their date their first date um I don't remember specifically I think I was I think I was a little put off by the cookies and the tin and then like I don't know why I don't know why I have no rational reason for that um that that feels to me very Italian so I yeah maybe I'm just not like it doesn't have any meaning for me or, or it has a negative connotation even even almost for me but um but it uh uh-huh. the way it ended I remember thinking was very weird when he just gets a phone call and he's like yeah I gotta go goodbye and I and all of them basically end that way in every yeah. version yeah but there was something so abrupt again it felt like you know number 10 on the list he gets a phone call and has to leave the date you know? and it's yeah. almost like everyone involved doesn't understand what the emotional significance of this beat is for the future or for the present or the past for that matter. So it just sort of exists in this like bubble of, of it's just there. Liska, you're missing those scam silences. You know, the ones that yeah. <laughs> The longing like heart eyes where they're looking after or, each other. Or in Netherland where he's like, bye, my mom just died. <laughs> I will never get over that. That is the best, craziest like thing a show has done in my mind in a long time. Like a chapel, like, or something. It was like some weird, again, I, like, Netherlands does a lot of things for the aesthetics, uh-huh. but I'm okay with it most of the time because they're yes. committing, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yes, I'm there with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was amazing. I, I, you have to respect that, like, respect no matter that. what. Uh, yeah, so I guess that tension of them, whether they got together or not, wasn't as um, intense as we've seen it be at yeah. other times, right? And I think it, there's a lot of things that add up for why that is, and like performance choices, directing choices, writing choices, um, you know, it's all these like little things that it's hard to summarize in one sentence, but I seriously feel like I could watch it scene by scene and have a class, like deconstructing what what all these things that are adding up to ultimately just kind of being like okay, like I said I want to deconstruct every single first date and every, every <laughs> we're gonna make our master chart one day <laughs> watching this season actually made me think of that again because they do they stick in the second half or in the, actually in the very sort of very end of things they stick more closely to the OG um timeline <laughs> where they come back and then they have a he goes okay to, but for example the, for example, 
and this is where I was saying about making him perhaps too good. The fight. They very well set up from the beginning the fights. Okay, cool. They very more realistically involve Joe and Martino in it. Yep, they did um, do that better. Yep. And this is a controversial one. I have mixed feelings about it because then they make it about uh, Martino's Martino, sexuality yeah. and it yeah. kind of it being, I'll hate like a slur and there's there are all these other aspects to it. But then it's like, it's so you, so you're not, I feel like you're very rarely on Eleonora's side on this fight because you're like, yeah, hit the fucking homophobic dude with a chair. More yeah. power to you, Eduardo. <laughs> yeah. And it makes those bad guys so bad, like, you know, in a sort of very flattened kind of way that, yeah, like you said, you're just like, yeah, get in a fight with them. I don't care. (laughs) And it makes their actions or his actions specifically, like, kind of not that bad. So when she's upset about it, you're like, okay. You're not really, like, part of it is for you to be like, you're being kind of dramatic, but also he did hit someone with a bottle, right? So, like, I think you also have to struggle with it. Uh, Even if you're thinking she's being, like, you know, nor about it. Uh, whereas, <laughs> whereas here I'm just like I don't know I feel like I'm more on his side um and especially I, that's because- not to say that I don't believe this of uh Italian society because I 100% believe this sure yeah uh, the homophobia yes uh-huh. but but then this yeah, is realism Mar- isn't the issue yeah and but then this isn't Marty's Marty's season this is not yeah. so like it's if it, it's like a plot point and correct me if I'm wrong but Earlier, you know, I think at that same party, those same guys almost get into a fight over Eva, right? There's uh, some sort of altercation, almost fight that happens, and then and then it turns into oh, those guys also said a slur against Martino. Uh, I don't remember. I think because there's more, we see them in more than one party. So like they, so well, maybe it wasn't the same party. Yeah, they, yeah, they say a slur in one party, and then they kind of say it again or imply it again or I'm not sure they're at the other part right. of course yeah. Martino ste- steps into uh Eva. help her and yeah. that's when he says the slur and then they then they get into a fight in the next at party. a different party entirely yes like, okay not even it. that same night not even that same night so basically yes they have established that these guys are just straight up assholes and yeah exactly okay. yeah. yeah whereas there's something ridiculous about boys fighting for stupid reasons in right. OG. Uh, and so yeah, and then trying to justify it as like this is what our ancestors did to defend us from yeah, fascism yeah, or something exactly. but in this case he Where kind of is defending against yeah, fascism he's like I stood up to your, for your friends yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. so that's what I was saying like they're so worried about what the reaction is going to be to him that they're trying to fix it but they're not smart about it in the way that what the fuck is for example like yeah what does yeah, it feel like that... yeah Go ahead. it's it's a little bit like a band-aid not really um yeah like a deep character study of of what would make this guy act that way or do this or be this way or exactly yeah. exactly like I think that's the perfect way of putting it yeah and so um, I guess then that brings me to sort of the Andrea aspect of it. Yeah. All right. So just my real quick thought on Andrea himself. I, at first, when he came on screen, I was like, what the? And then it was like, actually, I think this is one of the best things the show has done. Okay. Tell season. me. Okay. So tell me because I have, I have most mixed feelings on it because I'm, on, on some level, I like the fact that he just seems like a regular dick and not a psychopath. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. 
And that actor is so good at what he's doing. He's like the best actor in the season. He was, because there is a tendency for the Nico character to overact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and even like to overlook, like they cast often this just like psychotic looking people. Exactly. But yeah, so I kind of loved that. I do think they didn't use it in to its best advantage. Like it's just there, but yeah. Because yeah. he just felt like a person that was there. Yeah. Or a plot point later on. Whereas that the threat, the threat of him, I think can't be telegraphed like and be obvious. But you also have to at the same time kind of see it coming a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, there's there's something off in this brotherly relationship. Maybe you exactly. don't quite see that there's something off with him yet. Right. Um, right. But like right. these two there's something weird here right and so totally. that should be like you should be like huh okay I wonder what that's about yeah like <laughs> a mystery of like why does Eduardo kick her out at, and say she's not his girlfriend at yeah. the minute he's his brother like there's something there uh yeah um what did you think of the choice to have her tell Eduardo about the incident I liked it uh I'm I'm, think, a def- yeah. I'm a defender of let let her be able to uh tell her own story so that's yeah. one of that's one of the fixes where I wasn't mad about it um yeah because you know that I, that I'm always like do it do it do it do it and like in fact one of my criticisms of what the fuck is the lengths that she goes to to not tell him uh yes so absolutely. and I believed it in, I believed enough in their dynamic where if anything one of the actual good conversations that they had had was about him being like you need to open up to me um, right, and so like that was enough for me to be like okay sure uh so I I bought again and that's a conversation they've every version has but in here I think it worked for me um it, yeah it, it had a point later when she does open up to him exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah I think it's a choice I, I really liked it it feels a little bit like the Andrea thing where I'm like this is one of the most interesting things you've done uh, in, in the remake and it's a bold choice and then they didn't fully go for it either where I feel like there's more that could have been done with it I don't exactly even know what or maybe it itself is fine but just in context of other things that are missing it still feels like I like it but w- so what uh yeah yeah <laughs> um, but I do I do like so so I think a lot of it is enjoying pieces of it but I think ultimately what we're saying is it not coming together yeah yeah as a whole I, I do like that it lets her maintain her dignity in a really profound way, like in a way that I really liked. And one of the important. things that I noticed, unless I missed it, and this is a minor thing, but I think, I don't know, is there anything else that we want to say about the two of them or do we kind of want to? Um, other than I think Creep was a brilliant choice for a song. Oh my God, me too. I was like, oh my God. That's, and I liked, I liked that he sang, like he got to sort of play out his move and it works. <laughs> yes, totally. And uh, I love the moment where the lyric is, you're so fucking special. Yeah. And then he looks at her and then like, and then he laughs. Like it's yeah. a random there, moment. There's a where... pause. There's a pause there that works yeah. really well. See, pauses. They ask. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah like let, let people breathe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, and it was funny because one of it, usually they play that scene very, very funny. And here it was a little bit more earnest and romantic. Uh, but also kind of had the humor. Yes, yes, exactly. So it really worked. It was like a moment that I thought that was really well balanced. And, and and so in terms of her 
assault and like that the picture and all that I thought they handled it pretty well too I like that it was Sylvia who sort of like takes action whatever but I thought it was weird that when one of the most I would agree successful parts for me of the season is that is that Eleonora and Filippo are siblings that he never gets um he never finds out that's really interesting because yeah one of my thought questions for you is going to be like what do we think of Filippo being her brother I think in season four maybe it's implied that he knows I don't remember I I saw season four so fast uh that it's that it's hard uh to remember but I I like that they're siblings I like their sibling dynamic I like that you get to explore a little bit more of her family not as much as I would have wanted uh but like sort of like I like the fact that she she sees Filippo as oh he's he's 22 but he has 12 and I have to take care of him but I actually saw a lot of him taking care of him a lot oh, of him totally. being an adult and that he recognizes that their mom sucks like he's uh-huh. given up he's given up on their mom like he's right. given up on their parents where she's still struggling to make that connection and so yeah. I like that too because it was subtle there were layers to that uh it wasn't like in your face about it so that's <laughs> that's why I enjoyed it like it, I actually told felt like it added an aspect to that family dynamic and to her relationship to her parents is he not perfect? Like the fact that like no one drove her to the airport when she had appendicitis. Yeah, he's still a kid, you know? Um, and, well, so- and he was clearly like put in a position of too much responsibility too early. Yes, and uh, so so you see that, I think. Okay, wait, can I just very randomly, tangentially relate to what you're just saying, say a thing that I hated so much. It's such I'm a tiny sure. thing, but it made me, it made me almost turn off the, the, the episode. When she's telling Eduardo about her first sexual encounter, yeah. her literal the literal framing of the story as she tells it is because my mother was always away. Mm. And that in and of itself is very annoying and like not something I would condone. But the yeah. fact that it literally happens in the same episode, I think like a scene or two after the scene where she breaks down in the radio room where her speech in the radio room begins is literally a statement about how families, it's, yeah. like, a, it's like a counter against traditional family values, yeah. quote unquote. Yes, it feels how, like, yeah, go and she, makes, she just even makes a mention of like, mothers don't, like some of you may think that a real family is where the man earns more and the mother works less so she can take care of the kids. And so she's clearly making a statement against that kind of like very conservative, traditional, probably Mm -hmm. Catholic uh, uh, strain in Italian culture or like mentality. And then literally a scene later, (laughs) the sentence out of her mouth is because my mother was always away. I lost my virginity at 14. Yeah, that's a weird discrepancy. Also, when again, we've seen how much Filippo and her are a family and how much they they try so like yeah. and even the mother like you said it's a layered complicated thing she's not a horrible person like there's so much more there that I would have really enjoyed exploring I know, that's why I wish there had been a little bit more uh, yeah and I thought it was so fascinating because I hadn't finished the season that first time to have the mom be in the final episode and I was like okay but what are you trying to tell me here yeah like, and what has she learned like what what has she learned about family? Like, is half the mom like? I thought the mom maybe had found out about the assault originally because she kind of had this like worried look, and I was like, oh my god, where are they going with this? Okay. And it was still yeah. a sweet moment, but I wasn't sure what it meant in the bigger picture of her arc, right? Completely, completely. Oh. The way Isak slash Martino's 
slash the Isak character's parents always play a big role. Well, in well you're, you're like, you're lo- you love Martino's mom and that scene with the door when they're like, is it that they're switched? I can't remember, yes. you know, like, where so I was like, oh, this is really interesting stuff. You want, you're definitely more interested in exploring this dynamic than I think probably any of the other remake really has been, but then, yeah. but then not, not enough. Um, again it's them kind of like in the one place in the one of the handful of places where they make a bold choice of their own they just kind of like don't go all the way yeah 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 that was, that was uh, but anyway Filippo brother yes I spun off because of the comment about him having to be a, a, a parental figure too young and that there's yeah back to that <laughs> anyway he's he's also in in season four which I like oh good yeah he's, he's still there and he's all like why am I the person hanging out with these like fucking uh, <laughs> teens? Because I think she does go to the U.S. with him. Uh, with uh, oh, with uh, I'm blanking, Eduardo. Yeah, I I don't think I think we only see them on like the computer, like wherever. So Filippo, who's like in his twenties officially, I mean all of them are, but he is officially is hanging out with teenagers. Well, he doesn't want to. They just keep showing up at his apartment. <laughs> He just has to take care of them like a mother yes, hen. Exactly. <laughs> um, I really liked the greenhouse scene with them. Oh, yeah, that was good. That, that was like a really good moment of where the characters felt natural. And, and, uh, and in fact, I would argue that I've seen more of a character arc with Filippo since season two till season three uh, than some of the characters that I'm supposed to see more characters. Of. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, um, it's like, oh, I... I like this person and I wasn't ready to say it out loud until he said it first. Right. Uh, I don't know. That was, that was interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's more kind of like a little bit more humanizing than a lot of the other Eskild characters been, have been allowed to be. Yeah. Where yeah. they usually kind of stay, even when they're the sort of mentor character, they stay kind of caricaturized, uh, let's say. There, there's one moment in the very beginning that made me feel a little weird when he kisses Sylvia. Okay. Yeah. There's something very awkward about that. And I was like, is this like a cultural thing? Like, I know some cultures are more comfortable with kissing on the lips than others, especially than like more conservative American, (laughs) Anglo American cultures. But um, there was just something like he grabs her, kisses her. She's kind of like, oh, and then he kisses her again. And it was that second one where I was like, whoa, stop. I was going to say, definitely the first attempt at kiss we've seen before. But yeah. I think some of the other S guilds do it too. Because. but I, but it's a little it's in the context of like a bet yes right yes, yes, which yes. we don't see happen here not a bet sorry she pays him to, to hit on sylvia yeah to get her mind off of eduardo but we don't see her in this version make it it's only implied later when he says you still owe me 50 euros for that it's uh, well it's but, but, but it's innocent. no but it's I different know. because it's not, they all know he's gay they've known him forever like so that's true so it doesn't even make any sense but i swear to you he says like no it's when it, was, she, it was for for not telling them about the date oh yes he takes that 50 which he knows where she's keeping it and yeah. as she's kicking him out of the room he says and by the way you owe me 50 and i thought he said for something something with sylvia which i maybe just leapt to the conclusion uh, was the case i'm not sure because i was like because the whole thing is I mean, they, they've set it up here differently right no yeah 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 no no you're right about that I totally know so anyway I'll maybe I'll go back and check it out and see what it is but uh I think we're left with uh the squads the boy squad and the girl squad and yeah 
there. My boy I, squad opinion is very simple. I will just say it in one sentence. There's not enough jaw. There's not enough jaw. <laughs> I feel like because I had only seen the first four episodes, maybe I hadn't like uh, an impression that he would be more, even if he was in the background, that there would be right. more of him. And I was like, what? he's barely in it after the first episode. And yeah. I was very upset about this. So that made me really sad. And I missed the contrabandieri as a whole. There was a little bit of an in-joke, in I don't know if you remember this, um, because it's been a while since we talked about it, where when they were trying to set up Elia and Sylvia and they show it to, they show Filippo the phone, he's like, oh, he's cute, because there's like a whole sort of like, the fandom used to ship, well, still ships the two of them together, Elia and Filippo. Uh, so, oh, interesting. Okay, that's yeah, cute. That was like a little nod to the In-joke, yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then sort of in the background, you have... Um, Luca and Sylvia happening, which is more set up than uh, Magnus and Vilde in other remakes, I would say. But it, it's very, it's very light. It's just kind of there. Yeah, I, I didn't. It, when it first started, I was like totally on board. Maybe because Joe was part of that scene when they're like masterminding it at, at yeah. the cafe in like episode one. And then after that, I kind of didn't love the way it played out. I felt a little bit like Sylvia deserves better, even though it's not like I love Sylvia or anything, but the no, way but, when- Okay, because I was like, I actually think he's very earnest and cute about it in a way that's even more genuine than other characters. Like, I think he really likes her. But to me, the part that I was that felt a little mean, and maybe it was because I haven't hung out with them in so long, was that it felt like- they were both encouraging him, like his friends, but also making fun of him. And I was like, I don't. That's know. what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was the it was the manner in which it played out with like where they're constantly saying like, oh, no one will want like want her. Everyone hates her. He think I think he's being genuine about it. So that's Luca. What I mean, yeah, Luca. Yeah, I do think he's being genuine, but the and way like, and he's really struggling with like how do I connect with this girl that I like? Yes how I guess it's um maybe my head because I love Magnus and Vilda so much and that the, the way that they are so simply set up as being appropriate for each other in just like basically in one scene <laughs> is okay, is so well done aren't even that set up like I don't think I don't know oh, yeah no they're not it comes out of nowhere yeah okay uh okay. but I mean just like in that one scene it just like clicks and you're like yes of course even though I've never seen these yeah, two okay. interact in a scene yeah, together well, and um, especially because but, we had, I think we had so much fun with the equivalent in España with Viri and Hugo. Exactly, uh, exactly. And so it, 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 in, in Luca and Sylvie, it just, I, I like, I mean, I, I appreciate they were doing it. Like, I don't, I don't know, like a strong negative against it. It just felt like, I do believe he's being sincere. I also believe like the show is making him a complete dork in, in the, the way the other characters see him, in the way Sylvia seems to see him, and in the way they want me, the audience, to see him. I was gonna say, I don't think you remember that he was your favorite character in season two. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, you would have loved him. <laughs> I totally do not remember that. I don't remember what he was like in season yeah, two. you like loved him. I have a distinct like image of, of like you being like, he is the best. Like <laughs> I totally, I totally believe that. I just like the way he was presented. I mean, I think that's very telling as to how different he is from how different he felt to me. That I didn't even remember that because um. Oh wait, I do remember now. Sorry, it's coming back to me. But in terms of like my the my point about like the director being different and things are presented in the show and almost like the attitude towards different characters. I think mm -hmm. that's like a perfect example of 
how differently yeah, I feel like so it's not that he's a bad actor yeah, exactly that's this is a question of point of view too because I felt like Aaliyah was always a jerk but he felt like a bigger jerk here and I really like him so I was like I don't know he was uh, a massive dick yeah I know, and, right and I was like, again that's another example of like the show like there's something about this where I'm like Sylvia deserves better why are all her friends being so mean to her even the girl squad interesting because I they're always mean to her I know, but this one was like particularly like the knife was digging in in a way that I felt like there, there's they've been mean to her, but there's always love there. And I guess I didn't feel it this time. It okay. felt just like cattiness. For example, I thought that actually Sana was a little bit nicer about it. Uh, when I guess I'm thinking of the scene where they um, are all sitting at the counter at some sort of cafe and then the girls like walk away. And the idea is that Elia is going to come and sit down next to her, but instead he just takes the soda and walks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a jerk. Yeah. And the girl's just there watching and kind of like laughing. And then what, Eva, I think, is kind of like, oh, I should go see, I should go see to her to make, you know. And then uh, Martino, I mean, Joe, or one of the boys is like, I think it's Martino actually. It's Martino. He's like, don't worry, we have a we have a plan B. And that's when. Um, yeah, yeah, he's like, we talked to Elia. He, he was. So, yeah. There's something about that scene where I was like, everyone is really, I felt to me, I mean, this is my interpretation, obviously, who the fuck yeah. knows. It just felt a little too, there was something too mean about mean, it. A, mean about it in a way where I felt like the show was disrespecting a character who is dumb in a lot of ways and is easy to be mad at in a lot of ways. And, and but one who I still ultimately feel very like is my friend. And yeah, so I don't yeah. want to see her portrayed that way Fair enough. yeah I mean I guess that brings me to my girl squad thing which mm -hmm. is that in a lot of ways it didn't feel like enough um yeah no totally didn't I still liked seeing them uh I sure. still love Eva yes uh I still like Sylvia uh I'm, I'm always trying to figure out what's my favorite version of Vilde uh-huh and I still think in a lot of ways it's straight up Vilde because I think it's it takes guts to write her character the way they write her and like kind of be unapologetic about it. Uh, oh, yeah. And I think she's very, very real. Uh <laughs> Definitely the most unique. Like, I don't think any other version has been able to quite replicate her. Yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll, they'll have aspects and then their own unique twist, but yeah. no one is Vilda. But there have been a bunch of Evas who are like, you know, they're different, but they're kind of more or less Ava, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so that's kind of where I was at. And then, again, I it's just because I'm so aware of it. There's always just such a lack of of Chris, of Fede, Federica. I'm just like, okay, she's just there, right? Yeah. They, there were ne they were never given a moment to be friends. Everyone was given at least one moment. Um, yeah. Even though I agree, I argue that it wasn't enough. And she didn't really get one, which I thought was yeah. Weird. Yeah, even Sana gets one, even though largely Sana just kind of feels like she's just there. Um, and then when she has that moment with Ellen, Eleonora, like I mentioned earlier, there's this kind of feeling of like, okay, why? <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? Uh, so yeah, I, I Girl Squad, I think I almost have no, no real opinion other than like what you said about wanting more. I still love Eva. I'm always like, this is one of my favorite Evas always. I don't know why. Like, I wish I could verbalize why I just genuinely like her she feels very like she's like the archetypal girl next door like you you feel like you know her like she's your friend she would be your friend in real life you know like I I mean I don't know if that's why you like her I think that's why I like her uh 
and yes I do still she's probably my favorite of the girl squad with maybe Sylvia even I, re- Sylvia I, re- I really like Sylvia actually too uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then I guess what was the other thing oh kind of connected to that I did I did even though we were just criticizing what they were doing I did like the fact that like Martino and Nicolo and Eva like Martino and Eva are still friends like yeah uh, that worked really well like yes when, like that scene where where she finds out about the Argentinian and he's she's like did you know and he's like no yeah he told me like this <laughs> that was an amazing moment that was like a moment of naturalness that like shone like a beacon in an in an otherwise like too dramatic show yeah I noticed that too and, and that's another thing that I'm obsessed with like this like this dynamic between the two squads post breakup of Eva and um Jonah slash Jo like uh-huh. I love the shows like Druk where they become like a super uh friend group uh-huh. even though I honestly think OG is the most realistic where they're not really friends. Like they're like, it coexist in the same world. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, but you know what? I, I sometimes like the fake, fake version a little bit. And this felt like somewhere in between, like, it's not like they're all friends. It's more like the Martino and Eva link keeps them around each other. Yeah. Well, it almost felt like Martino was more friends with the girl squad through Eva, presumably, than with Joe, where in other versions, usually the Isak character goes with the boy squad. I felt like he was always with the, I felt like when we weren't seeing him, he was with them. But maybe that's just, that's just me. Yeah, maybe. I I just, the only time, the only times we do see him, he's not with Joe. He's at the party. Joe is around. But he's, he's like, his job is sort of like to manage Eva and Martino a lot of the time. Right, right. Uh, but like, like, and Joe's the one who- I mean, Joe's there with the girl. And yeah, but, but, but like when the, when the flirt, like when, when the, like he's, he goes and tries to defend his friend. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I think it's because of the awkwardness of the breakup that you can't really have Joe be there. And oh, not, yeah. And it's not like Eleonora is friends with him. So I guess I was okay with, this is the only time we really see Martino because I was like, yeah, he's friends with Eva. So, right. No, no, that it, that all makes sense. It's, but I almost just feel like, in like you said, in OG, he and Eva, Isak and Eva, basically have a very strained coexistence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, until they kind of start talking again towards the end of season four, I guess. Oh. Must be. Season three ends with Isak being like, "We used to be friends a long time ago." That's right. Yeah. Okay. Season three. So uh, yeah. So I guess my argument was like maybe it's and maybe that's what you're saying. It doesn't feel necessarily realistic because those guys are his best friends. But I'm not against it because I'm not against it. I just yeah, I'm not at all. I just like, it was interesting. Yeah, it, it was interesting too. So yeah, I'm always sort of thinking about those decisions. So I was like, uh-huh. yeah, probably OG's the most realistic where there's just they they're classmates and they have a bond. They have like a history so and they coexist, but they're not it's not their friend group right yeah 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 Uh, there are unspoken but everyone understands them dynamics that need to be navigated (laughs) all the time and then oh i i just was really funny that the and very italian that the thing that sylvia and eleonora sort of bond and talk over and and it keeps coming up is the risotto Uh, yeah Oh yeah, I did. That was going to say, yes, I did kind of like the, I thought that was like subtly well done as it is in the original, that kind of food. I agree. I agree. I I took, I took a, I took a screenshot of that 
when um Sylvia brings it over to put to put to post on the Instagram later, then it's gonna say something like, "Sometimes a plate of risotto can be just something so powerful." <laughs> <laughs> it did make me wanna. I always thought risotto was hard to make. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh... I'm not sure because they were also making fun of. Uh, Eleonora for like her risotto not being good. But good, yeah. <laughs> that was a really good scene. That's early on where they're yeah, still kind of like, yeah. it, uh, feeling like it seems, it seems like we're definitely happier with the beginning and the end. It's the middle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like the first and the last episode and then like everything in the middle was... My, my last sort of comment that I left was when you were talking about none of the song choices like like perfect for you was that the fucking last song that they choose is Billie Eilish <laughs> I was like and then it reminded me of how I wanted to do a ranking of every single like use of <laughs> and and I nothing against Billie, Billie Eilish I did not I don't even remember what it is now but I remember not liking it <laughs> It's just like it didn't feel it didn't feel like the best choice for that particular moment yeah um, it was too uh, on the nose or something the lyrics were like literally what was happening or something I can't quite remember um I, or I mean I was like there's a lot of that in scam in general uh but it yes has I know it's has to work the one that really stood out to me is like why did you do this was when they had a song from when I was in high school as like the big song when they're doing the color war thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I was, I was Blink one eighty two or something. Like I was one. I was like, is that a song that's like traditionally seen as uh, like nostalgic or high school or end of a certain part of your life thing? And is I, it like? No, I, 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 it was my first instinct to ask that with the color thing, which Drew also did at about the same time. Um, that right. I remember. Yeah, I I genuinely am kind of asking because. I can't judge because it literally is in my life. Uh, real time came out. That song was big when I was in high school. So it's almost like it doesn't feel nostalgic to me weirdly, but is it used in movies? Like do Gen Z's see that as like the way I saw the Beatles, you know? I'm not saying this like as a, as a I'm mad about getting older thing at all. I just am legitimately curious uh, because it's such a nothing song to me. <laughs> So I, I did point it out because I recognized it and I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. I wonder if there's like bigger reason behind it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to get a serious question again, but like, what did you think of the Sylvie, uh, the scene where Eleonora tells Sylvia what happened? I mean, uh, it confesses the whole thing. Did you have any opinion on oh, it? Oh, yes. I was, so um, I feel like sometimes I can tell when a scene doesn't quite work for me when my instinct is to compare it to the other ones yeah totally and I did let, let me see what did I write da, 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 da. I didn't love it I think the that Sylvia did a really good job with what she was given um but it's another one of those like you didn't make a strong enough choice about where her emotions were were going to be like that's one of the most powerful scenes that Vilda does yeah like it's yeah. so good like that could be her entire acting reel you know yeah uh, <laughs> And, and, then, and then on the extreme lower side, other side, you have Kiki with her fucking pot on the, on the ground. Right. <laughs> uh, so I liked, I, I don't remember the specifics of the other versions, but I liked how Eleanor just comes out and says it, like, doesn't, like. Yeah, there's no sort of bones about it. Yeah, the, the, I did like, um, one thing that I think is different. Was that the sh I, didn't, I didn't think that the show had done enough 
for me to know that she knew like it didn't seem that there was anything specific she was just like oh I'm not stupid I figured it out and I was like how exactly um, yeah I was gonna say I one of the fun things of OG is like we know that she knows and we know that she's being petty on purpose yeah. um, whereas here there's, like, never, there's never any shift in how Sylvia treats Ele- Eleonora uh so yeah. I, I can I can't tell you this is the point where she figured it out so I kind of wish yeah more insight into yeah her. especially when I know that I'm never gonna have more insight into her and so this is never gonna be a, like a two-header season um the way that like España gets to do or whatever but right. this is like her biggest storyline uh in a lot of ways and so uh, they they and you know how I criticize the OG because already there's just so much that's just Norhelm and so but they still give space to some of the other relationships and I felt like they didn't really give space to Sylvia to to shine yeah yeah to make it her big moment I I like that radio really Radio Osvaldo was still around, made me happy. <laughs> yes, I like the continuation of opening on a, like a speech about teens and statistics. Me too, me uh, too. Even though I found the statistics kind of sad, they were like about how like so many more people prefer pornography to real sex and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. wow, that's, that sucks. But I like that as a thematic like light motif or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I wrote sex stats, exclamation <laughs> mark. <laughs> Um, I really like that they take the time to explain what happened with the charity raffle because it's always kind of left as a hanging plot point, right? Like, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, or or something not satisfying about it. I thought this, was yeah, like does, does so does he actually and the girl's face, yeah, the girl's face when she's given the giant Easter egg is hilarious, priceless. I also really like this is such a detail, but like when they have to spend the night together, when uh, Incantava has to spend the night together has to in quotation marks they go through there's a line of dialogue or no not even line of dialogue they go into his brother's room and it's a total mess yeah. and i really appreciate them explaining that why that's not an option yes which I, kind I of like gets hand waved away in yes. other um and even like as i think we caught in the lot when we were recording the last episode there is this actually plot hole in that in most of them we know lynn is at home she yeah. doesn't even have to call so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a plot hole that doesn't get to dress. So I, t- I appreciate they took the time to mention it. I, I wrote a funny note where I was like, quarantine's got me like, why are they partying so much? There's so many people around. <laughs> I, I, I had like quarantine sadness watching this too, actually. I know. I was like more aware than ever. I was like, oh my God. I don't know why. I haven't really felt that watching anything else. The granted, I am watching a freaking cartoon right now, but uh, and then the last, I guess, thing that I really liked is I freaking love all the hand gestures and just Italian in general. And where Eleanor or Incantava has a fight over the fight. Like, the oh, yeah. Break up. He's doing, oh, I just hit my cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's doing this, like, the, the hands together, like, arguing thing. And I was like, you are so Italian right now. I love you. <laughs> I still really enjoyed being in Italy uh, uh-huh. and uh, that was nice even even like their school where everything was old and it has like tags everywhere yeah. they're like clearly no one gives a shit about cleaning up because they'll just come back and yeah. it's yeah yeah I, the aesthetics of some parts are they in Rome is that yeah, right they're, they're in Rome yeah they're, I don't know why but the aesthetics of some parts especially the high school is so similar to buildings in Belgrade um I think that 
obviously not all, but I think there are, they were probably built up around the same time. Um, mm. So the architectural styles are similar. And anyway, uh, it yeah. made me very nostalgic. And I was like, I feel the history. Uh, and then at the same time, it's very lived in, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it feels very authentic. Uh, sorry, I, I did like that. that location a lot, considering that I was complaining about too much emphasis on aesthetic. I did really like the location where they have that fight, which is this kind of like, I mean, it almost looks like the Parthenon or something. I don't think it is, but it has these like giant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Stone steps. Yes. Um, I remember that image too. And I thought it was, it was pretty. Um, and I appreciate, I actually liked that fight too, because one of the things, even though I'm making fun of them for keep saying like, dobbiamo stare insieme, it always, I like that they kept telling each other it's, it's, it's a choice to be together and it's a choice not to be together. And I'm not going to, like, they would say that back and forth to each other. Like, even in that fight, usually it's her who asks for space. And this time he's the one who's like, you don't have to be with me. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to force you. And like, she, so I, I thought that was interesting where they're like, even as they're like, you know, doing the hand gestures and screaming at each other, yeah. there's always this talk of like, that's what I meant about them being so logical and dramatic at the same time. At the same time, yes, absolutely. And it, it happens again in their last argument. Yeah, where, exactly. Uh, yeah. We'll see with that. Uh, I, I'm actually, I mean, I don't think, I, we're not going to do it next, but I actually think that um, season four is more thought out as a season. And maybe it's because they've had so much controversy that we didn't speak about here because we've spoken about it before. But when we do season four, we'll acknowledge it once more like people the casting of sauna for example is yeah um yeah. So, um so maybe it was that awareness that they were already coming in with this baggage um that i think there is a lot more thought put into a lot of it that doesn't mean it all works there's definitely right. moments that i know uh people feel strongly about and i don't disagree with them yeah but that's that's for another day yeah i just didn't want to leave without saying that i know that the people who hate Italia hate it passionately <laughs> and that's their right. And um, they hate all of it or just the specific. Yeah, they won't, they won't watch it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. There's uh, so many remakes to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> that's the glory of scam <laughs> is that we can spend a whole episode talking about how bad a version <laughs> is and it's okay because we still have a whole lot more to like. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that people acknowledge all the time. Like every version is going to have their better seasons and their yeah. Yeah. and it depends on your taste and blah, 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 blah. And there's going to be a lot yeah. of different factors. Uh, yeah. yeah. Frankly, I was glad that we got to talk about a Norhelm season without actually focusing on the neural helm of it all. Like we got to talk about actual filmmaking stuff. And yeah, yeah, that was, and, and, I, and I like that. Yeah, I like that Italia always gives us that <laughs> shit to talk about, good or bad, yeah. Yeah. All right, well then, um, then um, parliamo dopo. <laughs> okay, you have to explain to that one to me. I don't know what that means. Oh, let's, let's just talk later. Oh, 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 parliamo. Yes, of course, parliamo, Par parler in French. Um. <laughs> and uh, grazie per. Wow, how do you guys say listening? Um, I don't remember. I'm thinking of. Feel like I have it, but I'm not confident. Ascolta, ascolta. Yeah, I'm not actually gonna say it because I don't remember how to say the verb tense that I'm trying to say. So we're right. just gonna call this a failure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say ciao ragazzi because I freaking love that expression so much. I don't know why. Ciao ragazzi. <laughs>
Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. But we finally have an Instagram. So yeah. go follow us at Cries in Norwegian Pod. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. And we still got our email, our Twitter, our Tumblr. So we're out there. Say hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Ciao.